This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in the book of Psalms. We're in Psalm 119, which can be really a book unto itself. And we're going to move this morning. We're going to try to move. I'm talking about we got to move because if we don't, we won't finish it this week. We are going to, we're going to start with verse 17. Psalm 119 is a, a psalm about the word of God and it uses the whole Hebrew alphabet and it starts and it gives eight uh, verses at a time or eight lines at a time, each line starting with that letter. Now, obviously in the English language, that's not the case. Because when we translate it, we translate those letters out, and uh, we have more letters than they do. So it says, deal bountifully with your servant, that I may live and keep your word. Now, that's a that's another that's another step in in that direction. It is it's changing it up. He's asking God to be bountiful, be full, be complete to Him, so that He can keep His word so that he can glorify him. Open my eyes that I may see the wondrous things from your law. Now, that's one thing that uh, God's word God's word asks us to do, and that is to open our eyes and see God in the midst of his word. His word is his revelation to us. Without his word, we just wander around trying to figure out who God is. God's word is the basis for how how and who we understand him to be, how we understand him and who we understand him to be. And without his word, there's nothing. He says, I'm a stranger in the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. And even the psalmist here is recognizing that when you're a believer, <clears throat> that the system of the world, antithetical, it's, it's, it's in opposition to God's will and God's way. And so you cannot marry up. And believe me, Christians for 2,000 years have been trying to do that trying to make God's word, or trying to make God's will and God's plan and God's kingdom here on this earth under the under the circumstances that we live in. And that's just not going to happen. We're strangers. The New Testament calls us sojourners. We're 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 not we're not citizens of this world. We're citizens of the kingdom of God. He says, <clears throat> Do not hide your commandments from me. My soul breaks with longing for your judgment at all times. He's he's actually asking for God's discernment here. He says his soul breaks with longing. He he longs for God's discernment at all times. You rebuke the proud, the cursed. Notice he makes that he, he ties those two together. He says you rebuke you rebuke the easy for me to say. You rebuke the proud, the cursed, who stay from your command, who stray from your commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt. What he's saying is, I don't want to stray from your nature. Princes also sit and speak against me, but your servant meditates on your statutes. Notice, 
Um, he's saying, I'm placing every, I'm placing all my money on the word of God. I'm placing all my cards in his favor. I, I, even though the world uh, plots against me, I, I trust the word of God. He says, he says, your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. The question is, when you try to figure out an answer to something, when you're trying to search out meaning for a situation, we're tr when you, and I'm talking about all situations. I'm not just talking about spiritual things that you consider spiritual things. I'm talking about all situations. Do you first seek counsel from God based on his word? A lot of times we seek counsel from God, we pray to God, but we're not really actually looking for what God's doing in the context of what God has said. And, and that's real important. We don't look for context from God in the sense of looking at what he said and who he is, and then applying that to the situation. You say, there's just some situations in the world that don't have anything to do with what's going on with God. People really feel that way. I'm telling you that one came first, the spiritual or the physical. They didn't spring into existence together. And the obvious answer to the question, which came first, the spiritual or the physical, it's the, it's the spiritual that came first, and the physical is a product of the spiritual. And so if you're looking at the things in this world and considering them without first considering the spiritual truths of God's eternal word, which is the full revelation of Jesus, you need to get this. If you're trying to find an answer and you're leaving that out, well, you're leaving out the main piece because everything physical springs from the spiritual. He says, my soul clings to the dust. We're now in Dallas. You say, what is that letter? I, I don't know. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. I have declared my ways and you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts so I shall meditate on your wonderful work. He's saying, make me understand. He's not saying, I want to understand. He's saying, God, you got to make me understand. And that is a good under, that is a good realization in the word. God's Holy Spirit has to step in and reveal his word. That's a precept you've got to understand. <clears throat> you cannot understand spiritual things without first, without first seeking it out in the spiritual. And what method and, and what path has God given us to speak, seek out spiritual truth? The Holy Spirit. He's given us the Holy Spirit to teach us his word. And his word is the full revelation of Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is making known or glorifying Jesus by revealing him to us through the word of God. That's about as simple as I can put it to you. That's just about as simple as I can put it to you. The Holy Spirit is revealing Jesus Christ to us and glorifying him, making him known to us through his revelation of himself, which is the word of God. All right. He says, he says, make me understand your way and your precepts. So I shall meditate on your wonderful works. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. Notice he says, my soul melts from heaviness. Remove from me the way of lying. Grant me your graciously, your law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth 
Your judgments I have laid before me. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Do not put me to shame. I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. Notice there, there, is, a, there is a very strong stream here of understanding that once you decide to chase after God, <clears throat> there has to be a decision to go after him fully. You, he's, Jesus said, it's, uh, uh, any man who puts his hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. It, it is an understanding that you can't go down both paths at the same time. When you take the fork in the road, one being the fork that goes to destruction, which is your only fleshly desires in your own way, and the fork that goes towards God and his plan and his will for your life, you cannot choose both paths. You must choose one path. And in choosing your one path, in choosing that path, you have to understand that even though there are things that you may desire that God will give you in your life, but there are things that you want, you wanted, or you thought you wanted to have happen or, or, or might have been made available to you, but that wasn't God's plan. And understanding that and walking in that has, has great significance. I, I am supposed to choose God's plan, his precepts, his will, his law. Notice this passage, the, this psalm calls God's revelation to us so many things. He says, teach me, O Lord the way of your statutes, and I shall keep uh, it to the end. Give me understanding and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Notice, when God reveals himself to us, then we're able to walk in his character and nature because the word reveals God who God is. He says, make me walk in the path of your commandments for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. He says, that's, that's the 10th commandment. He says, incline me. He says, turn away my eyes from looking at the worthless things and revive me in your way. Wow, do, that's an interesting uh, thought. Do I look um, at the worthless things made mainly? Is my heart and my mind always looking at the things that really have no, no value? In, in life, a lot of times we do chase after those things, the things that just have no value no value at all, no eternal value, and really no value that adds anything of any significance to our lives. And oftentimes we got to be turned away from those things by God. He's got to put a distaste of, for them in our hearts and our minds. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Establish your word to your servant who is devoted to fearing you. Turn away my reproach, which I dread, for your judgments are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me in your righteousness. Let your mercies come also to me. We're in Wall. And that is just north of, well, it's actually just west of Pike Road on I-65, just, just uh, east of Montgomery, Wall. That's the letter we're on. You got to have some comedy in the Bible study, right? Let your mercies come also to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your word. You shall have, notice, God's mercy and his salvation come from, where do they derive from? His word. Where do they uh, come from? They come from his word. So shall I have to answer for him who reproached me? For I trust in your word. And that really is the question sometimes. Do we really trust in God's word? 
Do we? Do we trust in what he says? It means we, we have to place our faith. He says, and take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I've hoped in your ordinances. So shall I keep your law continually forever and ever. <clears throat> and I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. Notice we're moving fast here. He says, I will speak of your testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed. And I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. My hands also will I lift up to your commandments, which I love. That's a good question. I find that people, generally speaking, who figure out that the Holy Spirit is revealing God to them in the situations they're in each day in life through God's word, the people who realize that God's word is really illuminating the life that they're living, they begin to have a love for God's word. They begin to have a hunger and desire for God's word. They they genuinely begin to just really feed upon God's word. Even Jesus with his disciples, and I want to say John chapter 8, but it may be somewhere else in John. It is in John, though. He says, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you can have no part in me. And what he was saying there is, unless you eat of my word, the word became flesh. That's what John tells us. And, and we beheld his glory, Jesus. Unless you eat of my word, and drink of my blood, which is life, the spirit, unless you have the Holy Spirit and the bread of life, unless you eat of those things regularly, consume them, literally take them in. He says, you can't have any part in him. Why? Because you won't know him. You can't know him. And there has to be at some point in time a Holy Spirit born love of God's word and God's understanding of things and not your understanding of things. He says, establish your word to your servant, verse 38 who is devoted to fearing you. Turn away my reproach, which I dread, for your judgments are good. I'm sorry, I, I, I went way back. He's Verse 44, so shall I keep your law continually forever and ever. I will walk at liberty, and I will walk at liberty. Remember, free, true freedom comes from the truth of God's word. By the way, our forefathers understood freedom from God's word. I can't go into it right now, but it has it is very important. For I seek your precepts, I will speak your testimonies also before kings, and I will not and, and will not be ashamed. I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. My hand also will lift up to your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. Notice he keeps saying, which I love. We're in Zayin. I guess that's how you pronounce that letter. It looks like a, a, a T with a small top. Remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. The proud have me in great derision, yet I do not turn aside from your law. Remember your judgments of old, O Lord, and, and have comforted myself. Indignation has taken hold of me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Your statutes have been my song in the house of my pilgrimage. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and keep your law. This has become mine because I kept your precepts. Notice there's just a continual. He's saying, I'm doing it in the night. I'm doing it. I did it when I was young. Notice there's just a lifestyle that he's talking about here in God's word, a lifestyle of God's word, uh, a lifestyle based upon God's word, which is totally an anathema to the world we live in. And you got to remember the people that we're dealing with that we're trying to literally be light and help to in this world. 
They do not understand this. And we've got to continue to show, show them grace and love until the Holy Spirit has the opportunity to give them an understanding of the very importance of God's word. And boy, you can tell the difference between people who have who 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 understand the power and the purpose of God's word when it, I know you don't see their faces when I'm preaching God's word or when I'm teaching God's word, but you, there is a genuine knowing the difference between the two. Those who are struggling with the Holy Spirit teaching them and those who are wandering and not knowing what's going on on Sunday. And sometimes those people will, will have the feeling that you just have that feeling that Chad's talking to me. And really, somebody's talking to you, but it ain't Chad. That, that sermon I heard people say all the time, that sermon was just for me. It was, but it wasn't by my design that it was for you. It's the Holy Spirit using God's word to meet you there. And really in life, there's nothing more healthy and whole about any part of what we do than that. That really changes and makes us who we ought to be and gives us the life that we ought to have. We're in health. And it looks like uh, a pie symbol, like 3.1416. You are my portion, O Lord. I've said that I would keep your word, your words. I entreated your favor with my whole heart. Be merciful to me according to your word. He says, I thought about my ways and turned my feet to your testimonies. Remember, that's a conscious decision. That's a, that's a free will decision to walk in the salvation God's given us. I made haste and did not delay to keep your commandments. The cords of the wicked have bound me, but I have not forgotten your law. At midnight, I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. I am a companion of all who fear you and of those who keep your precepts. The earth, O oh Lord, is full of your mercy. Teach me your statutes. You have dealt well with your servant, O oh Lord, according to your word. Teach, by the way, we're in teth, which looks like a heart on one side and a T on the other. It's just two. Anyway, we're at teth. You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Notice God's word is the source of how he deals with us with mercy and grace. Teach me good judgments and knowledge, for I believe your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. Notice, when I was afflicted, I was always astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your uh, precepts with my whole heart. The heart is, at, is as fat as grease, but I delight in your law. I, I, I really don't know what as fat as grease is. I know what it is, but I don't know what that means. It seems like a really neat saying. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. Notice, issues in life, struggles in life, cause me to seek out truth from God's word. So when James says, count it pure joy when I face trials of many kind, he is talking about the same idea here. You, the law, when, it is, when, it, when I face affliction, when I face struggle and trouble, when those times come, I learn from God's statutes. He says, the law of your mouth is better to me than a thousands of coins of gold and silver. So he's saying the word of God is of more value than money. 
than any amount of money because a thousand uh, coins of gold would be worth well three million dollars today no 1.6 million 1.7 maybe 1.8 million dollars today is god's word worth that to you the next word is yod and uh, it's just like a little scribble mark and not a full one i don't know what that, it's just yod we're in yod now okay your hands have made me and fashioned me give me understanding that i may learn your commandments those who fear you will be glad when they see me, because I have hope in your word. I know, O Lord, that your judgments are right, and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Notice, God has provided affliction and struggle. God has provided affliction and struggle so that we would turn and learn and grow and become. He said, let I pray, let I pray you merc your merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to your word, to your servant. When you're trying to read this fast, and it's all kinds of things that, anyway, <clears throat> dyslexia is not good for that. Just letting y'all know. Letting your tender mercies come to me that I may live. For your law is my delight. Let the proud be ashamed. For they treated me wrongfully with falsehood, but I will meditate on your precepts. Let those who fear you turn to me. Those who know your testimonies, let my heart be blameless regarding your statutes, that I may not be ashamed. And that goes back to what we talked about Sunday, that shame idea. He's a taskmaster. Shame's a prison that, that we're kept in. And the only way for us to escape is to understand who God is from his word. We're going to finish with calf here. And calf looks like a backward C with a little swirly at the top. He says, it's a backwards see with a swirly. Yeah, my soul faints for your salvation, but I hope in your word. We desire his salvation, but we place true hope in his word. My eyes fail from searching your word, saying, when will you comfort me? For I've become like a wineskin in smoke, yet I do not forget your statutes. I don't know what becoming a wineskin in smoke means, by the way. I don't know. It's very alliterative and beautiful. He says, for I've become like a wineskin and smoke, yet I do not forget your statutes. How many are the days of your servant? When will you execute judgment on those who persecute me? The proud have dug pits for me, which I, which is not according to your law, and your commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help me. How's he going to provide help? They almost made an end to me on earth, but I did not forsake your precepts. Revive me according to your loving kindness, so I may keep the testimonies of your mouth. We made it to verse 88. And some of it was just straight reading, to tell you the truth. It was. And that, for me, in many ways, is an experience of the grace of God. Because there was, at a, time, there was a time, and, and there's many who have what I have, who struggle with that completely, dyslexia and and switching letters over is such a struggle for me sometimes. And it causes me not to read for pleasure. I just read for information, which I do a lot of reading for information. But but even the ability to read God's word is a wonderful blessing that God has given me. And uh, I hope it's a blessing that he has given you also. Uh, a good time together uh, reading God's word, even if it's just reading God's word, is great. We're at verse 88 which means we're only 90 verses away from the end. 
which means that I am going to have to either just go at warp speed tomorrow and finish it up, or I'm going to have to come in Thursday or Friday and finish it up. We got to finish it this week. Why? Because we don't need one song move into the next week. We need to get it done. We're going to do that tomorrow morning. We're going to we're going to trudge through as hard and as fast as we possibly can, and we're gonna we're gonna make this make it possible that we can get all the way through Psalm one nineteen today tomorrow, so that we'll only have thirty more psalms left, and then we're gonna move to the Book of Genesis. We're gonna move to the Book of Genesis, and we'll be doing that in the morning each morning my prayer is that uh, you'll have a great day today we're headed toward thanksgiving remember we're preparing to love and to provide mercy and grace to family members who we at times have not gotten along with and we're continuing speaking those words to those around us and providing them uh hope and light and hoping that in that we might bring about bring about some joy for them in, in the holiday season. So may God bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he give you hope and peace today. In Jesus' name, amen. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.